Hey guys, and uh, welcome back to Uninformed Gamers. This is Chameleon or Chris. And this is Darkness Tiger. Thanks for joining us for another podcast episode of Uninformed Gamers. Do you like my YouTube entrance? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, I, I never understood why every YouTuber has to start off on such a high note. Um, it's super high note. Hey, and don't it's... forget to hit that bell icon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. If you have something you want to say, make sure you leave a comment down at the bottom. So since we're going to be doing these shameless plugs, make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave us a review on your place where your podcasts are listened to. <laughs> YouTubers crack me up, man. Some Would you want to try really good content? I like I went down this rabbit hole. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Um because I've, I've been trying to learn another language. Uh, I've been trying to learn Japanese. And I I listen to, I watch these videos. Well, well mostly listen because I do it while I'm working. Um, I, I listen to this uh, this dude. He the, He's just this, this dude that just would like um, go into Chinese restaurants and order in um, Futanese. I believe it's called i don't know i don't know how to for sure say that but essentially uh mandarin is the most popular language in china um but in america um the the um the region of people that typically have the chinese restaurants um they speak uh Futanese. i again don't know how to speak pronounce it and so he would go in there and like talk in their language that like language and dialect and uh like order food and everything and they just like it throws them off every time <laughs> yeah i think i actually did see that video and it was because this guy's a white guy right yeah 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 and so it, yeah and so they're like wow he can actually speak this okay so <laughs> what real quick what made you decide you want to learn a new language I've always wanted to go to Japan. So I Well, I don't know. Japanese, I don't know so. if you know this, Chris, but you don't need to speak Japan or speak Japanese <laughs> to go to Japan. I also love anime, so it would be there it is. if I could if I could listen to it and know what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> listen and watch. <laughs> well, once the pandemic is over, would you be interested in going to Japan? We can do like a uh, podcast episode in Japan. I would love to go to Japan. The tiger and the chameleon go to Japan. <laughs> it would be, it's, it's always been a dream of mine to go there. It's expensive as fuck, though. It's oh, yeah. Well, well international expensive. international travel in itself is expensive, but the key is just budgeting for it. Yeah. And um, also creating an itinerary and sticking to your budget. Right. Um, we're not the uninformed travelers, just so everybody's aware, but I do technically travel for a living, or let me phrase it, I used to. Um, and this year, before uh, the thing we won't talk about hit, I was supposed to be taking my first international trip because Chris, for my birthday, I actually wanted to go to um, Toronto, Canada. I never left the country, but I've been wanting to go to yeah. Toronto, and the border was closed. That would be awesome. Uh, Canada is beautiful. That's what I hear, and I, I really want to see it, but Japan is also on my list. Not necessarily... Um, and the thing that really interests me when I, if, if we make the trip to Japan is I am really into the car scene. I, I believe that some cars are a piece of art and I would really love to check out that. I would love to like get drunk in a traditional Japanese bar and stumble back home. <laughs> There's yeah. so many things we can do. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, the pod, this, we're going to try to post this podcast on Wednesday, uh, but it, it just depends. Today, however, is a pretty big day for two big reasons. Um, Cyberpunk 2770 comes out tonight. Yep. And 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can actually get in. Yep. And if, if you are, or if you're one of the jerks, you just change your. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is PlayStation because I have not seen any reports on the PlayStation about this. I've only seen the reports for the Xbox. If you just change your time and your country, you can actually start playing it today. I didn't know that. I, I've, I've know, I know that's been a thing in the past, but I figured they would have like got smart about it. Um, Apparently I, not. 
I'm I'm always wary of that because there there usually are limitations depending on what country you pick and you might not be able to change back for a while and it could screw you over um so i've just always been really wary of that because um that happened when i used to work for apple uh people would change their thing and then they want to come back and then you have to like wait 30 days or something to do it it was a, it was a it was a whole ordeal yeah, in, in my personal opinion, I don't believe it's worth it. I will just play the game when it actually starts. And there's supposed yeah. to be a um, day one patch anyway, mm -hmm. because the reviews the reviews are all coming out, and they all virtually say the same thing. And I'm not going to give you guys the review, because Chris and I have actually not played it at all. We are not that, um, we are not that big yet. Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Cyberpunk yeah. is not sending Chris and I copies to review when they put us on a 30-hour embargo on doing it. However, what the reviewers are basically saying, it's an excellent game if you can get past all of the bugs. Yeah, yeah, I've actually heard that exact same thing. I'm I'm curious if the day one patch um, addresses like a lot of the what the whatever they were seeing initially. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't looked at the reviews because I don't want anything spoiled for me in any way, shape, or form. So I haven't well, looked at like. I've I've only watched one trailer, like outside of like seeing it at E3 and all that different stuff. Um, there's been one trailer that's popped up that I've watched. I haven't touched anything else because I'm super concerned about it spoiling it for me. <laughs> See, one of the key things they talked about in the reviews was that no matter what you do, your ending is going to be different than somebody else's. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because that's just how a lot of RPG games are now. You yeah. just don't, um, you, it's not the same ending. So any single decision you make can make your entire playthrough completely different than the next person. So I wouldn't be worried about spoilers. However, I, I'm usually not this person, but I guess I'm starting to be. The, Cyberpunk 2077 is what's gotten me back into like the development diaries. Mm-hmm. So I actually do like, I, I don't know where this came from. I don't know why Cyberpunk 2077 got me into this, considering I play a lot of games. But when they're talking about like how it's made, I'm actually really into that. And the last time I was into that was um, Fable 2. Okay. So Fable, okay. Fable 2 used to do high-definition development diaries where they're actually like going around the studio, actually having 30-minute long interviews with individual teams. Uh, I know uh, the team that makes Gran Turismo, they do it as well. Um, Forza team, they do it as well. Wrestling games, they don't really do it. In my opinion, either sports games, but that's neither here nor there. But it, it was just, I think it added the experience to me. And I think that's what made me more hype. Because you could see a team that was not only like dedicated, but they were also passionate about the product they were creating. A hundred percent. They were. And I think they were really on top of it. They like they showed their passion in 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 the videos that I've seen of developers for Fable. Yeah, they definitely they showed their passion. Yeah, but let's stop talking about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven because I'm sure all of our listeners are tired of us. Because I think in every single podcast episode we have talked about it into some capacity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a it's a reoccurring thing. Um, did you see? Uh, I I had I saw it pop up on my timeline and um, on Twitter. Um, Halo Infinite. Um, yes, I did see, and boy, did that piss off a lot of people. Yeah, they're they're not coming back till fall. I'm like wow. fall of next year. Yeah, I was like, the, I was, I was like, well, that's probably a good idea. Um, it's why do you say so? Because it gives you flexibility. Like, so if you finish sooner than you than you think, you can then go ahead and release sooner. Like, it's a, say the early part of fall. But if you're still like kind of like struggling on the timeline and everything. Um, then you uh, release Lightfall. <laughs> um, I I saw I, uh, I I went through the like I think it was like um, what do they call it Halo Waypoint. Um, yeah, I think that's where it would like they dropped the story. Um, I went through and like looked like uh, I read a bit of it. Went through a lot of the screenshots just to see. It looks really good. Um, they well, a lot of people did not like the way it looked because they thought it looked too cartoony. Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, when I first saw it and how it played and everything, 
I thought it was great. I I actually liked I liked the direction that they took it. Um, now, I will say like there are people out there that will go in and zoom in on things like Craig. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like yeah yeah Craig shouldn't have been so like flat, but like outside of him i actually thought the environment like actually looked really well and the the gameplay it looked it looked better than any any halo i've seen in a, like ever um but but that's not really saying much because halo was never like known as the graphics king of anything it's not it and it would be it'd be really hard to like i don't know what people want because halo's never been like a realistic looking game it's always been like that little hybrid. It's it's kind of realistic looking and then also at the same time it's kind of like it's kind of it's kind of animated like cartoony. Like it's not it's not quite cartoony, but it's just like it's a few steps away from it. So like Here's what here's what cuz who's developer is that 343 again? Yeah, yeah, it's 343. So here's what 343 can do to make everybody happy because I actually do know what the people want. Here's what the people want. The (laughs) people want the game to come out for $10. They want it to be the best graphics in history. They want to be able to play it on not only Xbox, PC, PlayStation, um, Nintendo Switch, Game Boy. They want it to be cross-platform. They want to have every single shooting mode available to you. Um, They want free and regular DLC every week. Um, they want multiplayer maps that are not too big, but not too small, but not really even somewhere in the middle. They want a story mode that's long, but not too long. And they want a story mode that's short, but not too short, so they can get back into the multiplayer. So the people time. want everything, but they're not willing to actually pay for it. Yeah. So, uh, Halo, Fro- so this is like the first time for any, um, any sort of Xbox game. Halo's multiplayer will be free to play. So. Well, that's a positive. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to require Xbox Live because that that's that is something that PlayStation does really well. If the game is free, um, or if it has like a free to play like multiplayer mode, you don't need the PlayStation Live to play it. You can just play. Um, I'm, so I'm not sure well, I, if they're I, gonna finally update I, that. I think the micro. I know this is gonna kind of play into the Xbox Game Pass, and I think that that's what the the kicker is gonna be because they're already starting to see the divide between Game Pass users and those who do not have a Game Pass. And at this point, I just, I don't see why you, if you have an Xbox console, or even if you have a Sony console, I don't see why you don't sign up for the subscription. Because you're saving so much money. Oh yeah, 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 like PlayStation Now and uh, Game Pass are really just great deals. Like, for me, um, I I enjoy gaming as a hobby. Like, I, I play a lot of video games. Right. I don't I don't necessarily always finish my games. I'm, I've been trying to get better at that since honestly, that is accurate. <laughs> since the pandemic started, I've actually finished at least seven games, and that's that's a that's a big jump for me. <laughs> so since um, the pandemic started, you've completed seven games. Seven games. I I think it's about seven. Um, uh, just just two off the top of my head are uh, Gears Five. I finally beat the campaign. And how long did that take you? Because that's not a long game. It was like 35, maybe 40 hours. See, to me, 35 and 45 hours is no longer long because I, I texted you, I finally beat Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, I beat that. And it's that rat game. What the heck was the name of it? Um, rat uh, game? Plague's Tale. Plague's Tale. Well, I've Fantastic. never heard of that. It was so good. Yeah, is that an indie game? Um, it's third party studio. It okay. Was, it was really well done. I just I really like the concept. Um, well, what's the concept? It's uh it's about a really bad plague that breaks out, and um it, essentially these rats just eat everyone. They just just like 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 literally like swarms of rats, and like they are afraid of the light. So if you uh, if you walk into the shadow and there a group of rats will come up on you each year if 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 there if there are any nearby um gotcha it was it was really cool really fun it, uh, it had like some um interesting like puzzle mechanics 
Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I was I just really was there for I was really there for the story and the puzzles. It was it was it was a really fun playthrough. Um, well, that's good. That's great to hear. I'm glad you were able to find something that's like not a triple A uh, first yeah, party game. It was like you were able hours, to enjoy. 10, 12 hours. I was like, this is great. This is my type of game. <laughs> yeah, you're sure you can beat it in a day. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was nice. It was it was a nice uh, nice change of pace. No, I, I 100% feel that. And now that Assassin's Creed Odyssey is done, uh, I'm going to I'm going to stop playing Assassin's Creed for a little bit of time so I can catch up on everything else. Yeah. So I think what I'm I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to move over to the because um, I have an Xbox and I'm going to move over to the Game Pass Studios and I'm going to find just a couple like smaller indie games mm-hmm. and uh, start focusing on those and start writing reviews on those. Yeah. And cool. yeah, because like. Um, these massive games are very tiring. They consume a lot of time. And at the end of it, I'm not sure if I believe the time was worth it. Yeah, yeah. There are definitely some where I'm just like, mm, meh. Um, I've been playing on, on my Switch, and it's probably going to get sandbagged by Cyberpunk but um, for a little bit. But I'll probably play it in bed. Um, yeah. Uh, I've been playing Nino Kuni on the Switch, the remastered, the first one. It's, okay. How do you how do you like the remaster? It's damn good. I've I've never I never played it. I I I had heard the series was like critically acclaimed, like really really popular, really good. So I found it on sale at Black Friday. It was like it was like ten or fifteen bucks. I was like, okay, I can do that. So ten I or fifteen it. can't beat that. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. I grabbed it. Um. So it kind of reminds me a bit of Pokemon. Um, okay. Which is cool. So you you get like these familiars and you fight with the familiars, um, but then it has this really interesting story. So I don't know if you're um, if you're familiar with Studio Ghibli, I believe it's called. Yeah, of course, everybody knows that. Oh, that's Spirited Away. That's yes. Howl's Moving Castle. Yes. So yeah. they they worked with this other studio. I think it's called Level Five Studio. Um, okay. And they so it seems like Studio Ghibli created all the cutscenes and wrote the story and then the developers essentially designed the game so now that does sound cool it is it is actually like super good like super interesting like i i am i am invested in this story like i really want to know what like what how he's going to do what he wants to do um it's hard though it's it's pretty hard <laughs> I, like, a lot of those jrpgs are hard <laughs> oh yeah they they kick my butt uh, but i can't i can't get enough of them like because after i'm done with that and uh cyberpunk i just plan on jumping right in this uh dragon quest well, you yakuza you thought you told, you told me you're gonna go ahead and play yakuza i will play yakuza too it's 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 all it's all like this is what i do with video games i, I swap between them <laughs> see i am i'm the exact opposite once i start one i don't play another until i beat it huh interesting yeah I yeah could, i could probably get through yakuza pretty quickly um, I, um if you just if you just focus on the main story then yeah you can get through it pretty quickly yeah yeah i've been doing i did a lot of main story i've only i've only honestly found like two side quests maybe how, uh, i will tell you quests, there are hundreds or it feels like hundreds of side quests oh, I and i did every single one of them yeah i'm i'm sure there are i've only found two and i'm in chapter four <laughs> oh then yeah so what then you've missed a lot <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i'm aware i was like well i was like because because it's like it's like, well, do I keep going or do I just go ahead and put Well, the fortunate thing is is that once you go to a chapter, I don't believe the side quests just fall off. Okay. They'll still they'll still be there, but if I remember correctly, I think the first chapter or the first or the second chapter has twenty side quests. Oh. Yeah, no way. So yeah, so and I would do because once I started a chapter, I would not run to the I would not run to the story. I would run to the side quest get all those done and then come back to the main story that's what i did in ac odyssey and that's how i finished it with 140 some hours that's crazy and i am and here's the quicker i finished the main story but i didn't but there's dlc afterwards so now i'm working i gotta start working my way to the dlc (laughs) yeah i still have to beat this dlc for origins i started it I just didn't finish it. It was the Assassin's Creed ever. The DLC for Assassin's Creed Origins is that the one with the the mummy or the mummy rising? No clue. 
I barely started oh, it. Hey, haven't I even like, looked. <laughs> I did like one one story mission, and I don't remember what it was at this point because I fell off of it. But I did. I do plan on going back, just like The Witcher. I will be back one day. <laughs> I will not be. I will. There are a couple games which I know I'm never going to go back to. The Witcher Three is going to is one of them. I I've tried to start it every and every time I get an hour, I get I stop at the exact same point every single time, and I'm like, it's a good game. It's not for me, so I'll never go back to The Witcher. I'll never go back to Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, okay. which I, I think was the last time. Um, I, I well, now Metal Gear Solid Five was one of the few games I actually paid for because with Game Pass, everything I want is usually on Game Pass anyway. <laughs> it's, but it's facts. Metal Gear Solid Five, it, it's a beautiful game, but it's a game that, and though I enjoy being stealthy, though I enjoy like the assassin games. Mm-hmm. I, it's just it's just too much. Uh, there's too many details. There's not enough of a um, tutorial. Because I had tried playing Metal Gear Solid 4, got an hour and a half into it, and an hour of that was the first cutscene. And I was just like, mm, no, nah, I'm good. I don't need to continue with this. So Metal Gear Solid 5 is another one. Um, what is another game which I don't plan on going back to? Um, I'll tell you one, and it's because I sucked at it. It, it was very interesting, but I was fucking bad. Like, real bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a Microsoft Studios one. Um, oh, what's the name of it? Uh, it's a platformer uh, with a little ball. Um, Were you rolling around? No, you're this little forest creature. Um, Will-O-Wisp? Will yes. Ori. Ori. Really? How, I you didn't like so that? I was so garbage at it. Like... It was, I was, I was really bad and I was lost. It like, I really couldn't figure <laughs> out how to progress. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so lost. I don't even like know where to like look up a guide to start because I literally, I was literally somewhere I shouldn't have been. <laughs> See that those are times where you get like so lost that you have to just delete the game and start, delete the save and start from the beginning. It was, I had to do that. Story. It was so such a good story. I was very like it was really in, infatuated with the story, but like <laughs> I was just lost. I was like I'm done. <laughs> I like I was I was searching around for like the next like cutscene for like two hours. Never found it. I was like, all right, you go on the retirement ladder. <laughs> I uninstalled. <laughs> One of the games that I put into the retirement library, but I didn't uninstall for was um Dirt Four, um and I played every Dirt up. Uh, because I, I really do like the the Dirt series. It's Codemaster for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dirt 4, here's what had happened was. So I was doing the races, and I was like, okay, this is a great game, but I do not like the controller layout because the controller layout was a little bit different from the previous racing games. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I will go ahead, and I'm going to change the controller to match the previous style. And okay. boy, did I mess it up. <laughs> I... I don't know what happened. I don't know what I did. But when I changed that like layout, mm-hmm. I could not actually move the car. I couldn't move any of the buttons. Oh, my God. So what my car would just that? sit there. And like I'm just sitting there changing the settings, figuring this out. And I could never figure out how to change the settings. So I just, I just stopped playing right then and there. And I'm like, I got to delete this file. <laughs> I got to stop hitting. I hate this. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Have, have you ever, if you were to own or create your own video game studio or development company, do you know what kind of games you would create? MMOs. Okay, so give me an example. Have you thought of this before? No, I don't have so, an example for you. But MMO. Why did you exactly say? Why did you say? Why did you say MMO then? I love MMOs. I've been so like, you know, we were we were younger. We uh, we used to play RuneScape, right? Yeah, you still do. <laughs> I still, I love the, I love the new old school version of it. Oh, uh, you love RuneScape Classic? No, RuneScape Classic got shut down. Um, oh. They, they, uh, they made a new thing called old school RuneScape. So it's, it's the same graphics and stuff that we played with back in the day. Same, yep. the same base game that we played with back in the day. Yep. With all those same quests and stuff. But here's the kicker. They add mm-hmm. new stuff to it. So, so you get new quests, new content, um, all that stuff. That that is my that is my favorite MMO ever created. But 
I also played um, Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. Love okay. that one as well. Um, really great graphics. Really, um, like, one, like it has the best story I've ever seen in an MMO. Like, if, if you, like... If you made like a uh, story-based game, you could totally mm-hmm. make one based off of that story. Like, and set like it would be several games of stories. <laughs> right. Um. So it's it's just a really solid genre. It's unfortunately it's kind of a dying genre genre, and I there are some games coming that I hope kind of like fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I honestly would love for Final Fantasy 14 to just trash the um, subscription model. I think that yeah. would really like do the best for it. But I guess the players in the community think otherwise because they actually like it for some reason. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't understand. Well, it. I I I know if you add that subscription wall to it, it does keep just the randos from coming out. So you just can't just hop in and just be a douche. You actually have to put money towards it because Elder Scrolls Online does the exact same thing. It's also an MMO, but it's behind a paywall. Yes, there are some times where it is free to play, mm-hmm. but it is behind a paywall. And I think that that keeps the people who are dedicated to that base. It keeps them coming back. Well, I'm I'm fine with it being behind some sort of paywall, but I don't think the monthly subscription is the way to go. So like, okay, that's fair. Like if I like, because Elder Scrolls Online is somewhat behind a paywall, because you can definitely you just have to purchase the game and you can jump in and play. Yeah. Um, but there's also a subscription that you can get that is like a quality life subscription that just makes life so much easier because you get like right. this bag that holds materials and stuff in it. Um. So that's really nice. I do like. I kind of like the way that they do that. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't know. I I always just felt like if if you bought the game and then bought the DLC, you should be able to just play the game in DLC, and that's that's the end of it. Um, uh, yeah, I can, a lot of people will agree with you, and even I agree with that because when it comes, if I've already paid the base platform, so like let's let's look at video games and let's look at a a, a streaming service like Netflix. Mm-hmm. Netflix, you can't just buy a Netflix. No, that's something that you have to subscribe to, and you get. Uh, updated content you can you can drop in and drop out but it's always there because you didn't buy it whereas a video game as you pointed out as long as i buy the actual game for 59.99 unless you're on the playstation then 69.99 plus the dlc i should own that outright and that should be the end of this transaction mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely um let's stick with the mmo thing uh, why did you never get into world of warcraft because i know that world of warcraft is one of the biggest <laughs> mmos of all time period <laughs> But yeah. I never got into it. So that one, back when it was big, first off, we didn't have a computer that could have run that. There was no <laughs> way. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Our computer was destroyed with LimeWire. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> there was, there was, there was a zero percent chance, like, that that back then we would have had the hardware necessary to run the game like right. and now i'm now mind you i know it didn't require that much but i am pretty damn confident in the computer that we had at the time it it was not a thing and i'm not going to uh, and i also will say when world of warcraft was big when we were younger i honestly didn't know about it um i didn't know anyone at that point in time that played it okay uh, most of my friends had an, an xbox or a playstation uh, most most of the time actually both of them and that's what we all stuck to was just our PlayStations and Xboxes. Um, See, back in the day, um, because as you said, our computer was never strong enough. We, RuneScape was the maximum of what our computer could do. Yeah. Um, but I found out about World of Warcraft, but I also found out about a, a lot of MMOs from the uh, video game network G4. Do you remember G4? Yeah, they're back. They are back, and I'm so excited. That is the one place I wish I could work. That would um, be a really, really fun place to work. They just look like they're having a lot of fun on the job. Yeah, because it's it's what they enjoy. What they enjoy is what they do for a living. Um, and, and it's fantastic, but I would watch clips from the G4 video game channel, and they would always be featuring like World of Warcraft, uh, another MMO called Second Life, which is still around to this day. <sighs> What's that other one? Um, it was the World of Warcraft like game. 
Oh man, uh, ever EverQuest. EverQuest. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember the stories of that one. That one was people really, used really to funny. love EverQuest, yo. I've, I've, I swear, people like were dying playing it because they wouldn't sleep. <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> Most MMO people would die playing because they wouldn't sleep. They'd be hopped up on Mountain Dew. They'd be uh, shucking all their duties. They'd be cutting the power off to the house, but they just could not stop playing. Oh yeah, they're funny. Um, but, but going, but going back to it, if I, going back to the MML with, do you, you know what Ready Player One is, right? Love that movie. It was fantastic. Uh, said no one ever about the movie, um, because the movie was, well, here's the thing. I read the book and then I watched the movie Mm -hmm. and it's two, it's two different things. You have to judge them on two different categories because they're, they're completely different. And if you judge it based yeah, if you judge it based off the book, then it's going to be a terrible movie. Yeah, I but it was that's how fantastic as a movie. Yeah, but if you just if you just base it just off the movie and you just watch the movie, then it's a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, and MMO, I think with VR and with our, especially with everything going on right now, this would really be a great time for and a scenario because I think the um, world and the Ready Player One was called the Oasis. Yeah, this this right now would be the perfect time for a studio to start developing something like that, because we can't leave our houses. Um, we can go in into this VR world. We can be interconnected. Everybody can stay healthy. Yep. You can have fun. You can see concerts. I know Fortnite is doing concert series, so I I'm surprised. Got on and check that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's a lot of fun, but I don't want to play Fortnite. I did. <laughs> I just got on to look at the concert. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'm I'm surprised that a company has not started an MMO like that, considering you have a whole proof that this could work. It's it's really the technology is not there yet. Like, like, oh, I know, but you can start the process. Yeah, they just need to talk to Elon Musk. <laughs> First off, that that guy is a super villain. I don't care what anybody says. I like. He's an African super villain. <laughs> I, I actually like him. Um, I th- I, I think he's a brilliant mind. And agreed. If anyone could do it, I feel like he could. I cause see. <laughs> I just feel like Elon Musk has some ulterior motive behind it. Probably, he'll probably charge uh-huh. us an arm and leg for it. Well, he probably charged us sixty nine thousand four hundred twenty dollars, but I, I'm, I'm, I don't want him doing it. If anybody's going to do it, I would be fine if Bill Gates did it. Bill Gates is now, a great human being, and yeah, I would agree with you. But we have to help him. <laughs> Someone needs to help him achieve that because that that I agree would be great. But yeah, of the if anybody could do it, it would be Bill Gates. Yes, but of the of the current billionaire uh visionary geniuses musk is the first the one that comes to mind that i think would do it first see out of the billionaire geniuses the person that comes to mind as to who would do it first is mark zuckerberg no we don't need that man doing anything here's here's (laughs) why i say it because mark zuckerberg is an alien man from a different planet and um, he not only does he make so much money, he's also very invasive when it comes to privacy. And he's also been investing heavily in video games. I actually sent I actually sent Chris an article about how Facebook is pledging, I believe it was two hundred million dollars, to getting black streamers, uh, video game streamers, onto the platform. Yeah, so, that's pretty huge. Like th- honestly, that is I big. would consider doing it if I had a Facebook, but I haven't had one in like eight or ten years. <laughs> well, hell, I need to go ahead and do it, considering this is all I do is play video games while I work and stream and on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, it would be a good idea for you. Definitely a good uh, stepping stone to break into the break into the industry. Yeah, but my only drawback is, is I don't, I am not a cartoony personality. I am not, hey guys, welcome to the chat. Thanks so much for coming in. I just, I don't, I think that's stupid. I'm not either. I, just be yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I am, and that's how it's easy for you and I to communicate in this situation. But um, going back to the video game development, we had our own studios. You would create an MML. Yeah, who would you, I, who would you create? You know, I I think about this on the regular driving because game. I. Well, I have thought about a driving game, but at the same time, well, in my opinion, I think if I did a driving game, I would make it. 
not like this massive, oh, we need to have a thousand cars and a hundred tracks and it's all got to be simulated. No, I would do something a little bit more low key. I would do like a video game where the, 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 um, the physics on the video game, the car feels realistic. But I also believe that racing games have kind of had it easy because they don't really have to tell a good story. No, they don't tell anything. They don't. They just, you get on a track and you ride around the corner. Like, like I know in Gran Turismo, you're a driver working your way up through the series to become a champion driver, yep. similar to Forza. Similar to Forza. Mm-hmm. Um, Forza Horizon, you are like in a festival, you're racing through a festival. Need for Speed is making shit up as they go. <laughs> yep. But but I, I do like the idea of like a role-playing driving game where not only are you concerned about your character and the performance you put into your character, mm-hmm. but you're also concerned about yourself. Like you have to go to like driving classes. Um, the choices you make, like if you damage your car, if you like run straight into a wall, it's going to cost you a lot of money to fix it. So if you have to fix your car, you actually have to like drive a slower car. You actually have to work a mini game job to build that money back up. I want something that's a little bit more realistic, but also something that it, it's not going to feel like if you play it, differently it's going to completely be a completely different game okay i could see that that'd be, uh, that'd so, be yeah. interesting so yeah i would probably like because i've, I've always had this idea because i was a big fan of test drive unlimited when it was out um i always had this idea of, of maybe maxing out the car choice to like 30 or 40 cars and each car being like fully detailed you can like lift up the motor you can look inside the motor you can like see the inside and the interior you can walk all around the car Mm-hmm. But you can also get out of the car. You can walk inside your house. You can go and hang out with your friends, like the the diner. You guys can just sit at a table while your cars are parked up front. Yeah. Just like a just a cool, low key, no pressure type of video game. Um, would it ever happen? Well, I don't have money like that to make that happen. Nope. But I I do like the idea. And if I ever become like get in, if I ever get any kind of money or won the lottery, which I think the Powerball is $268 million last time I checked. Yeah. If I won that, I probably would contact the studio and I would just at least point, give them the idea. Hey, here's my idea. If you want me to, I can write a script for you guys. How much would this cost? Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious. Um, I'm curious to know if there's a way to like, pitch ideas to like studios i've never really seen a oh yeah they're, they're with... yeah that's actually there's actually a jobs like that you're called story writers mm-hmm. so what you do is is you like write a concept you like um so let's just say you like write just a you have a idea for your video game you yeah. write the concept of said video game and you kind of write like a, a synopsis a summary and just a key concept of the script mm-hmm. and a key concept of what you would like to do yeah. And you can just like shop it around. Um, you can just contact publish. You can contact developers or studios just saying, hey, I, I'm a, a story writer. And I was just curious if you'd be interested in like looking at my idea and giving me some feedback. And let us, let's go from there. Because at least if they like your idea, you can just sell it to them or you can be a part of the developmental team. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, the key is just you got to write. Yeah, that's. That's, That's the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have the most creative mind. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, since I've gotten this new laptop, the I've just started writing. And yeah. once my fingers start typing, that's when it all happens. That's when the magic happens. Yeah, we should, um, we should, like, I should start. And it sounds like you probably are doing this already from based off of your comments earlier. Um, we should like make a site and then you can toss some of your um, reviews of the games that you, different games that you play on there. That'd be really Oh, cool. I would love to. I can even do, I can, I'll do reviews on video games. I can do reviews on cars. I can even do reviews on cities. And um, cause you, do you know what my favorite city is in the United States? Mm, is it in Tennessee? No, but Tennessee is up there. Nashville is up there. I will give you that. Nashville's in the top five. <laughs> Dang. Uh, Dallas? Nope. I've been to Dallas. I've, I've seen where JFK was assassinated, and I uh, had sushi there. I um, rode in a Mercedes-Benz S-Class. It was okay. Um, I wouldn't say Dallas is my favorite. Then I'm not sure. I'm out. I actually, I don't even think I would say anywhere in Texas is my favorite thus far. <laughs> my Tennessee guess was pretty good. <laughs> That's the best yeah. I had. <laughs> So my, my favorite city is Washington, D.C. That's number one. 
because there, okay. there are so many things to see and do in DC. There's so much culture, so many good food options, so many different libraries and museums. You can visit the White House. Well, not now, uh, but there's so many things you can see and do. Uh, and then that's why I love DC because every time I go there, I find a new thing to do. I find a new city to go, and I also learned a travel trip, uh, travel trick in DC. What's that? If you're going to a new city. Go to just any bar off the strip, any bar, wherever, just walk into a bar and go and sit right at the bar and start a conversation with the bartender. Ask the bartender this question. If you were not working here tonight, which bar would you be at? And they, they will give you they will give you their 100 percent honest answer. And that's how you can determine where the good bars are. Interesting. <laughs> yeah and so i i took the the when i last time i went i took the gentleman's suggestion i uh, he gave me a list of four or five so i went down the list i stopped at the first one i go to the first bar i asked the bar the next bartender the same question if you weren't here where would you be she was like i'd be here 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 and i took that list they matched up so i'm like okay apparently they, they know what they're talking about <laughs> that's interesting and and i got incredibly drunk that day because it was a good time to be had absolutely yeah and then city number two is definitely going to be portland oregon portland is just I such a vibe it is such a mood such a small town little city i love it yeah i've always wanted to go there and visit well if you want to go chris we can do a week there i'll be down uh i won't have enough off days next year but the following year <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun fact about off <laughs> as of off days starting um wednesday of next week i'm off until the until next year <laughs> i am off starting friday all right cool you want to go to portland on saturday <laughs> no <laughs> i've got to save for my trip next year <laughs> oh okay we'll save it for next year and we'll we'll go um but since there's something big happening at 6.30, let's kind of talk about that. Um, at 6.30, there's the Game of the Awards, uh, the Game of the Year Awards. Is so it today? Do you, or is it tomorrow? Uh, that's tonight. It's actually happening at 6.30. Oh. I... Well, I could, I could be wrong, but I think it's happening tonight on uh, no, uh, December 9th. Because we're shooting this podcast. We might be shooting this podcast a day early. We don't know. Nope, scratch that. It is tomorrow. So okay. I just checked it out. It is tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, I swear it's tomorrow. I have, like, no, no, no. Calendar event to check it out. I am most certainly uninformed. So you are right. <laughs> um, but who do you think is going to take game of the year? I'm going to stick to Animal Crossing. Oh, after the year we've had, I'm going to agree with you mm. because Animal Crossing came in at the right time and swept the nation. Yep. Uh, had it not been for Animal Crossing, it would be easily hands down, far and away, The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, that would and, definitely be what exactly would happen. And I feel bad, and I feel bad because The Last of Us Part Two, they clearly worked a long time on the game, whereas Animal Crossing, they copy and paste it. Oh, um, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> it's Animal Crossing. How much could it possibly change? <laughs> yeah exactly why if it's not broke why fix it exactly but I, I i want more story driven games to be winning game of the year because we live in such a, a video game world where the only thing where people are concerned about is the multiplayer experience they are obsessed with the multiplayer experience like i do enjoy multiplayer don't get me wrong but you're right they they obsess over it would you buy a game that only had multiplayer? Mm. I'm trying to think if I even own any. Besides League of Legends, which is free. Mm-hmm. Um, do I own anything like that? No, I actually don't think I do. No. Yeah, I don't either. And I don't really... The only... Like, occasionally I'll hop on, like, Forza's and I'll uh, hop into, like, a racing match. Yeah. But... I don't own the game for that. I own the game for like the photo mode. I own the game for like the cool stories, get an opportunity to see the cars and do some collecting mm -hmm. and also achievement hunting. But with games such as like a Fortnite, what is it? Players battleground unknown or whatever. Um, Overwatch. These games are making so much money by doing this. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. For Fortnite. I will say, for 
let's see let's talk like so they're they're they they changed the industry um agreed so uh and and here's how they so they're on like they're on fast development cycles so usually like usually you don't have quick turnaround on be able to do events and stuff like that um like the way that they do it they're pushing they push out updates all the time they most certainly do there is there is before them doing that everyone took their sweet old time and so they they had like let's say uh six to six to twelve twelve months to push an update fortnite's doing it like once a month or even quicker than that every two weeks there's new content coming to the game so they they're they're like they're a weird thing like i don't like their game no but do i respect the uh the development and what they've done for the industry yes because it it made it made some of these companies that that could be doing like similar things like hey just push out some free updates like for example sea of thieves sea of thieves is one of my to this day favorite games Uh, yeah i guess that it by the way that that is the closest thing to a full multiplayer game that i have um that yeah i, I would see it being a full multiplayer game it's yeah it's it's the closest thing you can play it alone it does have a st- like a story thing that you can do and boy is that not a fun game to play alone no no it's hard <laughs> you will get trolled <laughs> um, you can't even pilot your boat by yourself <laughs> it's tough uh but i mean like from a development spec, uh, like uh, like approach, it's it's damn cool what they do. Um, like we at my job, uh, which I work in software development, we do um, software, the new version of software every uh, about I think we've been pushing for three to four months. Um, mm-hmm. So we try and have three three to four uh, new versions a year. Um, okay. And so they're the way that they're pushing it, they're pushing it like a Chrome update, which just does it in the background. You don't even know what happens. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, so I have all the, the respect in the world for the Epic games company. But that comes down to the question with these weekly, basically weekly updates. Are we creating a generation of gamers who are expecting content every week? maybe maybe i guess if they if they grew up on uh fortnite and And a lot of kids are uh, then yeah they might they might think that yeah Um, and that that could that could be a danger in itself because if you're always expecting something new right everything is going to become stale to you after a month that's fair it could it could now now mind you the the stuff that they're doing in fortnite's not yeah, they're not. Oh, it's not uh, game shattering. It's, it's 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 more. It's just like it's usually a lot of skins, a lot of skins, yeah, that... weapons. Um, it it's nothing. It's nothing crazy, but I could see where you're going with that. Where if you're just of a younger mind with video games and you've been playing nothing but Fortnite since its existence, then yeah, you could you could be like, well, why don't you update your game all the time like that? And it's not a game that's meant to be that to happen oh well for let's look at game like halo which got um delayed until fall of next year mm-hmm. do you think that halo and 343 industry should take a page out of the uh fortnite book and do kind of very similar not necessarily weekly updates but at least monthly updates because last time i played halo they were pretty good about keeping it updated and making sure it was always fun but i think with this new generation of consoles we might not be seeing another Halo game for a very long time. We shouldn't. It's if I had to guess, uh, there, it will be the only Halo for the generation. Um, there might be one that's like teased coming out after, like towards the end of this generation, but um, it should be the last one. But should they follow Fortnite's model? 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 Try that again. No. <laughs> yeah, they they should not follow Fort, Fortnite model, not at all. Um, I actually I like the way that Gears Five did their model. Uh, okay, just, how did they do theirs? It's like every like uh, two three months. It's just just like how it works at my work. 
um, they come out with a some new update, some new maps, whether it be or game mode, uh, new skins, um, different things like that. I think that will work just fine for Halo. Yeah, that's uh, personally, I'm perfectly fine with that. Every two or three months, I, I know with uh, Forza Horizon, they do it like they'll release like a new car here and there, and they'll release a challenge for you to get that car. Uh, probably like because they, they're they don't really do big updates anymore, especially when it comes to downloadable content. Since Forza Horizon 4 has been out, I believe they've had um, two or three major like new map updates. But outside of that, it's just been little tweaks here and there to keep the game refreshed. Yeah. But however, however, we have had a great conversation today. And um, as we mentioned before, Cyberpunk 27 Midnight, are you buying it? Are you buying day one? Yeah, I'm actually pre-ordering it right after we get off of this uh, <laughs> this uh, podcast. <laughs> Since I was not able to get an Xbox Series X or a PS5, I will most likely be doing the same. That way I can start the game at least until uh, more co- more inventory becomes available. Absolutely. Um, I just, I just kind of... I'm a little bit concerned, um, but I'll tell you my concerns on the next podcast once I've actually had an opportunity to try and, once, and whether my concerns were valid or not. So uh, I will go ahead and do the sign-off since you did the intro. Thank you for joining me and my brother, I, Chameleon, I, over here at Uninformed Gamers. I am Darkness Tiger. Feel free to follow us at Uninformed, U-N-I-F-O-R-M-D, Gamers, on Twitter. Um, Feel free to hit me up on Xbox. The gamer tag is Darkness Tiger. Chris, you got anything you want to plug? Yeah, uh, feel free to get a hold of me on Xbox Live, I space, chameleon space, I. Um, I am also on Twitter as well as Chameleon Games. Um, And yeah, if you ever want to reach out, go ahead. All right. Thank you guys for joining us for Uninformed Gamers. Have a good one. Be safe. And we'll see you in Cyberpunk 2077.